0: And while you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, sit back, tune in, and get ready to meet this week's guest.
1: Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Spotlight on Speaking show. I am Brett Ridgway, and I'm excited to have as my guest today, Elizabeth Walker. Now, what do we know about Elizabeth? Well, after a 20-year career as a television producer, working with networks like Showtime, Stars, The Food Network, and as the series producer for multiple TV series. God, my wife loves those shows. Followed by a decade in her own coaching business, Elizabeth Walker is now the founder and CEO of Elizabeth Walker Media. She's helped thousands honing messages for Fortune 100 executives and global solopreneurs, producing countless TV episodes, directing on-air talent from the newbie to the network, and leading hundreds of mindset-shifting sessions with her 30-year background in personal development. As an on-camera coach and a media and messaging expert, Elizabeth works with high-achieving women entrepreneurs to build a bigger brand audience. She helps them to become polished on camera, not perfect, and gets them streaming on social so more potential clients and the media can see their expertise. Welcome, Elizabeth Walker, to the Spotlight on Speaking show.
2: Thanks, Brent. so great to be here.
1: So... You know, one of the big things I always talk about with people is the key to any success in business, in my opinion, is relationships. And we were introduced to each other via Lisa Reed. And so it just points out again the importance of getting to know the people in your industry and really cultivating those relationships because you never know what will happen from them. So thank you, Lisa, and I'm excited to be talking with Elizabeth today. So, Elizabeth, I want to first talk a little bit about your speaking journey, because you've certainly been involved in speaking in a in a wide range of of areas, so to speak. And how'd you get into the business in the first place? And do you consider yourself to like to be a keynoter or a platform seller or just a business building speaker? Tell me a little bit more about your journey.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I, I consider myself, it's, it's more about uh, business building. Mm-hmm. And I like to say speaking found me. All right. And so I had no idea this existed when I first started. Right. I'm, I'm a TV producer by by a career and by training. And so when I went into my own business and then everybody's like, well, you could speak. I'm like, what? And so I wasn't quite sure I wanted to do that, to be honest. I was actually camera shy way back when. And so I actually started. Yeah. Right. I actually started. um teaching workshops that's what i was doing in my own coaching business i was teaching workshops in front of rooms of 10 to 20 mm. and sometimes 50 and what happened you talk about relationships you know people would get to know me they would get to know my content and one one thing led to another and then i would be asked to speak at events and all the topics changed but i could certainly speak to them and all of a sudden like speaking (laughs) so yeah so it's been fun
1: so how many years are we going back elizabeth to where you got on your first stage
2: yeah i'm gonna say seven
1: okay
2: yeah yeah seven i actually started in uh, costa rica if you can believe it in in a a yoga room and uh i've been to costa rica
1: but not to a yoga room in costa rica (laughs)
2: <laughs> yes, in an outdoor yoga room, right, to, to a group of 20. And so you never know where you're actually going to start. The universe can very much surprise you.
1: So what is your go-to topic when you're doing a, a speech, typically? What you, what's what signature talk about?
2: Yeah, so right now it's becoming polished on camera. Okay. So as entrepreneurs, we have to be on video. We have to be seen. We have to be on camera. And they've been doing studies in social media for years where people are actually preferring, and for years now, instead of reading a static social post, you will get more views if you use video, if you're on camera. So really what I'm talking about in my talk is how to present yourself on camera, all right? How to be on camera and stream on social so that you can get those views, more engagement, build the relationships, so then you can really start to be asked to appear on other people's podcasts, right? On other stages and really shining your expertise.
1: So I do want to dive into the do's and don'ts of being on camera a little bit later. But before we do that, I want to talk a little bit more about your speaking journey. And when you're getting up on stages, what do you feel some of your biggest keys to success are when you're in that platform situation?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I had to learn early on that I can't be perfect, right? That's why I teach that. And you can't do that in television either. So when you're on stage, um, it's not about perfection. Yes, we all want to nail it, but I really had to learn vulnerability, right? Because coming from a television background and especially at the network level, every second of every show, especially on HGTV, as your wife will know, there is Perfection. Yes, there's oopsies and drama and all of that, but really we deliver a perfect product to the network. So when I became on stage, I thought I had to be that. And you could tell in the early bits of like stiffness, not engaging with the audience and lacking vulnerability. And so that was like the number one thing I really had to learn is Elizabeth, just be yourself. They want, you know, they want the topic. They want the information.
1: All right. So that's a great first one. What are some other keys to success in your opinion?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So um, when I what I learned is if there's something in the room, you have to address it. OK, so whether someone's mm-hmm. fighting outside the room that you know that you're speaking in or there's lots of talking going on or there's a cell phone going off, Um, it's really about keeping in mind, it's the audience's experience. They're all sitting there going, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so there's like loud noises and fighting out the room. And if you go on and on and on and you don't acknowledge it, you're really not acknowledging your audience's experience Mm -hmm. and, and they'll walk away going because they're not listening to you anyway. So stop the show, stop the talk and acknowledge, say, well, someone's having a bad day. Hey, could you please shut the door? Um, and let's continue. And so it's just acknowledging what's going on in the room. Or if you see kind of, if you uh, present a topic, and you kind of start noticing people are kind of talking and, and you know, kind of maybe looking confused. I've seen in my in my own journey, when we don't notice those moments, and we keep going past it, again, we're not connected to the audience. And that's the most important that I've learned.
1: Well, that raises an interesting question, Elizabeth. So yeah. when you're up on that stage and you have that bright light shining in your eyes or whatever, and you can't really see the faces of the audience, so to speak, how do you how do you handle that? So
2: if you can, prior, understand the lighting. Okay, so before you get up, and I understand there are times where you can't see the whole audience. However, ideally, if you can begin to at least see the the first row, all right, or some indicator. If you have a team member there off to the side, you want to make sure that you can see somebody. Uh-huh. You've got to connect to them, and so sometimes just moving slightly. If the whole stage is lit, as a speaker, we move. So it's really moving and finding and connecting with those faces and eyes. You'll know, and also it's it's an energetic thing too. When you throw out a concept and there's dead silence, or there's kind of this deadening, or there's right. like this, you know, small talking going on, use all your senses, even though you can't see.
1: So you talked earlier about how you don't have to be perfect on stage. And, you know, I've recorded a lot of videos in my time. And, you know, I'll get to where I'll stumble over a word or a phrase or whatever. And it's like, ah, take two, ah, take three, ah, take four, ah, take five. So how do you overcome that perfectionism gene, so to speak, because it's the real inhibitor of progress.
2: Yes. I love that saying. (laughs) So uh, I, I have come from live television where I've done a ton of it and the show goes on. Okay. And it's the same with speaking. Like if you put me on video, I will take a couple takes and because I can, but when we're on stage, there is no second takes. And so a lot of um, mindset things that I've done for myself is I have to be me. I have to be authentic. So if I go down a rabbit hole, I will just stop right in the, in the beginning and go, Oh, Nope. I'm going to back up because this is what I forgot. And audiences really appreciate that when, when you're tuned into what you're saying. And again, it's not, I don't go off a full script. I don't. And so that's where I'm able to, if I'm listening to, or I'm trying to figure out the words, I'm not connected to me. I'm not connected to the audience. So that's one of the ways that I stay out of perfection and I own it. Like if I'm, you know, I've gotten up and stumbled, you know, and when you get up and stumble, you got to own it and go, thank you very much. Here I am. (laughs) How was that? And you keep going. The show must go
1: on. So what do you feel about teleprompter for people who are recording video and stuff? You sound like you're against them or are you for them? All right. So if you are, here's where
2: I stand with it. I don't, I don't teach prompter skills. Okay. In today's world, we're doing reels. We're doing two minute video blogs or three minute video blogs. And we are our own experts speaking about what we know and what we speak from stage with. And so we don't, there's a format that you can follow. It's super easy to understand the four areas that you need to be in for every video you do. Now, if you've got a 30-minute video training, please pull out the prompter. (laughs) Please. If it's a heavy technical training, absolutely, prompters at times, especially Mm in that, if it's very, like, lots of steps, please pull out the prompter.
1: All right, so those are some great tips, Elizabeth, and I do have some other questions I want to ask you. As I said, I want to dive a little bit more into your specific area of expertise and appearing on camera. But before we do, let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor.
0: Are you a business owner or entrepreneur who's had great success in the business world? And now you want to launch a speaking career to share your message with the world. If that's you, then listen up. 25 year speaking industry veteran Brett Ridgway has released his latest special report three key things entrepreneurs must master to build a profitable speaking business. To pick up your copy, go to com forward slash freebie.
1: And we are back with the Spotlight on Speaking Show. i my guest, Elizabeth Walker. So one of my favorite questions to ask my guest, Elizabeth, is, all right, bear your soul a little bit here and maybe tell me a mistake that you made along the way that was maybe a bit embarrassing or whatever, but you learned a lesson from it and it would be something that you would... Highly encourage aspiring speakers not to make.
2: <laughs> well, I did mention my stumble. That's one. But the other piece is when, you know, in the very beginning, we're taught like, make an offer, make an offer. And I came into those offers really all you could. It's really that step from here I am, I am who I am, I'm speaking from my heart. And then you go into the offer and it's like, er, where'd she go? <laughs> where did she go? And, um, you know, honestly, when I, when I would do that, you, you can read the room and all of a sudden the wall goes up Yeah. and, and then they're like, like, there's no, um, you know, there's no wallets coming out <laughs> at any time. There's no credit card. You will not see any credit cards. And so, you know, there are moments where you go back, I go back and I'm like, well, I guess I got to work on the offer. <laughs> and, um, and, and you hear about it too, right? When, when you have team members there and they're like, well, you know, that, that was a little stiff. And I'm like, yep, I totally felt it, totally read the room. And, um and that's a big key is really, because if we're, if we're not comfortable selling, we're going to go into that offer super stiff, super uncomfortable. And believe me, I've been there. And it's, not pretty. You know <laughs> it's that, not
1: pretty, you know, mastering that transition from the content portion of a presentation to the sales pitch portion of a presentation is one of the hardest things for any speaker to really master. And I, I, I certainly do not profess to be a master of that myself whatsoever. So,
2: yeah, well, me neither, me neither. But I, when I consider sales as service, right, I show up in service to speak, right? Just like I am now, I'm here to give value to your audience. Same thing. Whether um, you know we're speaking or on a podcast, just show up in service, and that for me helped me make me that that transition. Really, uh, it really helped.
1: So, Elizabeth, Elizabeth, let's dive a little bit more into your area of expertise, and that is appearing on camera and in videos and all that. So, what are your what are your tips to success as far as the whole world of video goes that you would want to share with people?
2: Yeah. Well, first of all, I have worked a lot with speakers and um, speaking directly to speakers. We, you know, we think we, well, speaking, you fill the room, you fill the room. Your energy has to fill the room, your, your words, your voice, your pitch. It has to reach everybody in the room. So one of the mistakes that speakers make when they come on camera is they are up here and the chest is out and it's like here. And I'm like, no, 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 no. (laughs) We're just having a conversation Mm -hmm. with video, right? On camera, one person. We're not speaking to a thousand, even though we're reaching thousands, we're not speaking to thousands. We're speaking to one person. And so you can see the demeanor, like the tone comes down, right? This is exactly if Brett, you and I went to have coffee, this is who you'd meet. And, and, um, so that's one of them. And the other one is, you know, on stage, we're used to moving and moving and moving And really engaging with pieces and parts of the audience and and things like that. Video, right? When you just have one camera, you're here. Uh You're here. And getting used to that. And so I still still tend to move on camera because I'm really like, I don't know, excited or (laughs) excited to talk. And I don't mind this movement, right? And using your hands, Uh using your voice as a tool, pausing when needed. Um, But if we're too active up here, you can tell it's super distracting. I'm getting (laughs) seasick.
1: (laughs) So, yeah, it's always interesting to go to a live event and and watch the videographer try to keep up with the speaker who's off the stage, running through the audience, back on stage. It's like, all right, you got your work cut out for you, buddy.
2: (laughs) That's right. That's right. Now, if you had two cameras or three cameras, easy. right? Easy. But when we're doing videos at home or on our phones and a ring light, like it's, we're right here. And please find the lens, find the lens when you're on video and you're over here. Hi, Brett. It's so great to be on your podcast today. Your audience isn't connected with me. Where's your lens? Your lens isn't here. Your lens isn't over here. It's find the lens and speak right to that person. Well, that
1: raises a question. So if you're doing a live interview, let's say with a TV station, which I've done a few of, you never want to look at the camera, do you? You want to look at the host or whoever is interviewing you, and and it's a conversation between you two, not with the audience.
2: Correct. Correct. So if you're on a set doing local media, absolutely. If there is a reporter or host in front of you, physically, you absolutely look at them, not wherever their cameras are.
1: All right, so Elizabeth, I want to give you a few minutes, if you would, to share a little bit more about how people can get involved in your world, what you're doing for folks, and where they go to find out more.
2: Well, thanks, Brett. So, you know, my what I offer folks is really it's a customized experience. I know because I was shoved on camera early on in my career that um it's uncomfortable to make that transition, right? In in your audience's case from speaker to being on camera. And so I really hold people's hands and getting them polished on camera and looking at their presence. And it's really media training, if you will, Mm -hmm. and really looking at the nuances and giving feedback as if like a speaker coach would, but this is more like an on-camera coach. And But the most important thing too is the message. When we're not truly speaking to our audience, they're lost. And so making sure that it's very honed in in a niche, and in an area that is that is um, something, your message that you want to offer. And then really about streaming on social. And what does that mean? It means going live on social. It means video blogging. It means appearing on camera on social. So again, so, um, you know, the others can see you. Media and your potential clients can truly see you. So it is a private, customized experience. Um, but I'm over at Elizabeth Walker Media.
1: And we were talking before we started, Elizabeth, about a a mini training or something that you have that might be beneficial to people. Can you tell a little bit more about that, please?
2: Absolutely. So I've developed uh, the mini training uh, called Elevate Your Exposure. And what that does, it really answers that number one question I get. So as speakers, we all know we do need to be visible. We all know we need to be online, making connections, engaging audiences there. But that question is, okay, but where do I belong online? I get, I need to be on video and on camera, but where do I belong? So elevate your exposure is that mini training, really quick uh, strategies to help you understand what the content is, where you belong, what it looks like, so that you can go out and do it
1: yourself. All right, well, fantastic. So we'll make sure that the domain Elizabeth Walker Media is in the show notes down below so that you can click through to that to get to this free training that Elizabeth is talking about. So before we wrap her up, Elizabeth, today, any final words of wisdom that you would want to pass along to the aspiring speaker?
2: Yeah, I I would say, um, just like it was in television and in speaking, know your audience. Who are you speaking to? So if you're ever invited to a stage or a podcast or something virtual or you name it, please ask that question to your host. Who is in the audience. So you can truly customize anything that you need for that particular audience and you can know them and speak right to them. Mm -hmm. I think it's a mistake when we don't know who we're speaking to, we're speaking too broadly, we don't know who's in the room, and guess what? They're going to feel that disconnect.
1: Well, such great advice, Elizabeth, and my sincere thanks to you for joining me on fairly short notice to record this episode today but I appreciate your flexibility and the wisdom that you've shared. As always, I thank all of you for listening today. This episode will be appearing sometime down the road, but uh, we will definitely get her up there and let you know when it will show. So as always, I wish you the greatest success in all that you do. If you haven't been to the Spotlight on Speaking website yet, by all means, hop over there and register with your favorite service for podcasts so that you can be notified of upcoming episodes. And certainly, I wish that 2023 will be your greatest year yet. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.
0: This has been the Spotlight on Speaking show with Brett Ridgway. Be sure to join us every week as we interview speaking industry pros and have them share their best tips for building a profitable speaking business. Until next week, thank you for tuning in. And remember to visit our website at spotlightonspeaking.com so you can enjoy even more great episodes like this one. While you're here, be sure to subscribe via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Spotlight on Speaking show. Until then, our sincere best wishes to you for the greatest of success as you work to build your own profitable speaking business.